disclaimer. This show contains some strong language. Wash your mouth out with soap and water. Listening to Hugh Rain's Sodcast. And here's your host, Hugh Rain. Well, hello there, and welcome to another festive edition of the Sodcast. It's night time, and I'm sat out in the car on the drive with a Christmas beer because apparently I'm just getting in the way in there. It's a Witchwood Brewery golden Christmas ale called Brewdolf. Delicious. Well, at least I can sit and enjoy my Christmas lights. This time, I'll be chatting to a returning guest. Episode 1's Steve Tillotson, a graphic novelist and fellow Star Wars fan. We'll be speculating about an upcoming ninth legacy Star Wars film, The Rise of Skywalker. No spoilers. Discussing the Star Wars holiday special and sharing our favourite Christmas songs over Leibkuchen. I'll be reviewing bath products related to the story of the nativity. My neighbour Daz reviews a Christmas staple. Bonnie samples a jolly-shaped bath bomb. Plus lots more festive delights. Hello? Hello. Can I come back in now? No, you cannot. Oh, OK. Love you. Hello? Oh, look at that. Starting to snow. <sighs> the Sodcast Nativity! When Jesus was born, a star appeared in the sky. It was the star of Bethlehem and it would show the people where Jesus was. The three wise men saw the star and got on their camels and followed the star to the east and went to find Jesus. It's said that three wise men, or magi, followed the brightest star in the night sky to Jerusalem to find the little baby Jesus. And while we all know that's absolute bollocks, it's a lovely story nonetheless. So, in honour of this, I've bought a small starlight projector from B&M. It has the name Glow on it, but there's lots of variations of this online, all with the words Starmaster on the side. And while it's not very sophisticated, it costs just £3 and has a couple of settings, like a still yellow light and alternating multicoloured lights. This looks fab. I bought it for my daughter's bedroom, but stole it for the living room for Christmas. The stars make the room look very festive. Poor quality. The lights not cover my expectations. It's so weak. Also, the top of the item is weak too. I can't fix for a long time. I didn't know what is the reason the top to be removable. I am awfully sorry that I purchased the item. It's amazing. Kids feel like they're in space. They are pleased with this purchase and would recommend it. Only downside is it runs on batteries. 
haven't used it as it's a present. So, I've turned the bathroom light off and I'm just enjoying the star effect projected around the walls and ceiling. It's relatively effective, it's definitely relaxing, and it was only £3. That's £1 for each bubble I'm going to give it. The Magi most likely travelled to Jerusalem by camel, so I picked up a Chris the Camel bath bomb from Lush. Hello, I'm Chris the Camel. Lush says, let this camel's precious cargo of warming black pepper, cinnamon and clove bud deliver comfort and joy. Christmas might be on hump day this year, that's Wednesday, but with uplifting Brazilian orange oil, it doesn't mean you have to be in one too. Rich date syrup hydrates all over for smooth, soft skin. So I'll pop him in the bath right now. No! 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 Well, that's lovely and colourful. Oh, and it does smell nice. So while that's fizzing away, here are some reviews from the US and UK Lush websites. One of the best bath bombs I've ever used. This super cute slow fizzer is grounding, warming, and gorgeous. Perfect for a chilly night to warm you up and soften your skin. This one is an instant favorite. Go grab yours before they trot away. The scent of this does not pay off in the bath. It smelled great in store, but when I put it in the tub a couple days later, it hardly smelled at all. It also doesn't leave a fragrance on my skin. Plus, there's a lot of glitter all over me which I would have known had I asked someone in the store, but I didn't, so that's my fault. It sunk to the bottom of the tub, so I couldn't see the bomb doing its thing. I had high hopes for this, but I was very disappointed. It's a very large bath bomb. Easily can be used for three or four baths snapped into pieces. It smells extremely festive and would be perfect for a soak on Christmas Day. The smell is very strong. I love the warm, spicy notes, but I think the clove overpowers it and comes off a bit dentist office Three to four baths? Well, I wish I'd read that before I chucked the whole thing in. Cost about five quid, this. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh yeah. You can really smell the cloves. It's made the bath really sparkly and colourful. And it feels very nice on my skin. I'm going to give this five bubbles. Product review time. 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 Well, nothing says last minute gift like a Lynx gift set. This was the Africa gift set, body wash and uh, body spray, and it was just £3 at B&M. And I know just the guy who can review it for me. Who the chuff's this? Hello, Daz. Oh, I hate you. I've got you a Christmas present. Oh, right. Cheers. So, do you want to come in for a lager or something? No, I'll, I'll just go back home. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. What a geek.
Actually, I could do with a shower, to be fair. I bought these to make me smelly teens less smelly. So far, it's working. My husband likes this product. And perfume nice, but not sissy. Great price for a well-known product. Smells like an old uncle. Not too bad. Which is why I purchased this for my old uncle. <laughs> no gift is more annoying than links. Please stop buying this for men who finished puberty a long time ago. Well, look at that. It's like wrapped up inside in some stripy wrapping paper. Oh, I'll tell you what's well nice this. I think anyone would be happy to get this as a present. What's it say here? Experience an intense and revitalising clean with a body wash com combining squeezed mandarin and sandalwood scent. Ruggedly mysterious. Oh, well that's just me in a nutshell, isn't it? Right. Oh, I'll tell you what. This smell proper takes me back to about 1995. It's well retro. Hey, a lot's changed since my day. It's got a proper fancy top as that. You sort of twist it and like the button pops up. Well clever that. Oh yeah. Africa. Proper quality fragrance that. I'll enjoy wearing it not only to like smell good down on site, but when I'm out to impress a bird and all. So I'll probably give it five bubbles. Right. See you later. Gold is said to be the metal of kings. So when gold was presented to Jesus, it acknowledged his right to rule. It's also dead impressive. Unlike the cheapest item on a Boots 3 for 2 offer, that a lazy office secret Santa might get you and simply plonk it in a gift bag without any thought whatsoever. So in honour of this, I've bought a gold face mask. It's the Deep Cleansing Gold Peel-Off Facial Mask by Beauty Formulas, which was just a pound. I used this gold face mask, and after following the instructions, when I tried to remove the mask, it had stuck like glue to my face. It was like removing a lastoplast, and it left my skin red and sore. Be warned, not worth even one star. Actual scam. It's not gold whatsoever, and he's itchy. Very upset with this product. I feel ridiculed and taken advantage of. It's a waste of my 99p. Not buying again. Do not recommend this con. I put the gel cleanser on and it immediately made my skin feel itchy and felt like it was stinging. Lasted for a while, so I didn't even want to try the face mask. Would not recommend.
Okay, well I've done the sensible thing and I've tested a small area just on my cheek. So there's no itching and I'm just going to peel it off now. Huh. I think I'll do the whole face. Okay, so against the advice of the packaging, I've applied it to irritated skin. Because I decided to shave my beard off so I could test it all over my face. Um, still no itchiness. It is pretty gold. I look like a really crap C-3PO. Goodness gracious me. Now I just have to wait for it to dry. Ugh. Just remembered why I grow a beard. Oof. Right, it's been about 15 minutes. It's gone really hard. So I think it's time to start peeling. It's like picking off sunburnt skin. Oh, that was a good bit. Do you know what? I really enjoyed that. It's good fun picking it off. Smells nice. My skin feels alright. And it was only a pound. Four bubbles. The second of the three wise men's gifts was frankincense. I found a couple of products from rustybear.co.uk, men's grooming and lifestyle products. You can follow them on Instagram, at rustybearco. So I chose the Adventure Frankincense and Grapefruit Epsom Bath Salts, which I'm sprinkling in right now. Hmm, from what I can tell, this smells mostly of frankincense, not knowing what that actually smells like. Uh, and there's a little picture of a mountaineer on the tub. Very rugged. I also bought a liquid soap of the same fragrance. Now, they weren't cheap. The pair came to about 14 quid with postage. Now, you see, with this one, I'm mostly getting grapefruit, but there is a hint of the frankincense in there, I think. But between them, I've got a bit of both. So what is frankincense? From the old French, franc en sens, meaning high-quality incense, frankincense is an aromatic resin tapped from the sap of the trunks in the Botswellia Sacra tree, found in India and parts of Africa. The resin is used in perfumes, incense, cooking and in religious ceremonies. But experts believe that in just 20 years, the population of the Botswellia tree could dwindle to half and in 50 years, as much as 90% could be wiped out due to exploitative tapping, agricultural clearing and longhorn beetles disturbance as they lay their eggs in the bark, the little chuffers. And the sweet, woody smell of the sap would become a distant memory. Huh. Well, that's kind of taking the fun out of it. I'm not sure I want to spaff it all out onto myself now. Well, I mean, it is Christmas. Mmm, smells very rugged. And it's working up a lovely lava. I'm going to give them a combined four bubbles. Okay, I've run another lovely bath at 41 degrees. Uh, I forgot to put the bath mat in, but I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. So, the third of the wise men's gifts is this Hayland & Whittle Myrrh Luxurious Handmade Soap. It's 5 25 on the Hayland & Whittle website. Although I got mine on eBay for slightly less, and it came with a note from Linda saying, Hi, I hope you are pleased with your purchase, Linda. It says on the back, Sweet, sharp and citrusy, with a hint of warm eastern spices. 
Love, rejoice, celebrate. Oh, well, it smells an absolute treat. You know, I could really learn to associate this aroma with Christmas. But what the dickens is myrrh? Myrrh is a lot like frankincense, a natural aromatic resin taken from the small, thorny, comifora myrrh tree. Myrrh has a long list of benefits. It can help the fading of skin blemishes, soothes itchiness, and generally moisturizes and tightens the skin, reducing and preventing further chapping, cracking, and sagging. Plus, it reduces hair loss, helps deal with dandruff, and promotes alertness. It can also help with indigestion, the healing of wounds, and will even regulate your menstrual cycle. Hmm. Myrrh essential oil is known to offer relief for colds, congestion, coughs, bronchitis, and phlegm. Inhaling it can lift negative moods, promote the feeling of being grounded, and encourage the feeling of spiritual awakening. Well, I'm just dealing with a bar of soap here, but I've got to give it a go. <sighs> you know, I can actually feel my mood lifting as we speak. Ah, five bubbles! Right, into the bath. What? Hang on. I'll just rub a bit of my soap on it. Oh, that's better. It's time for dishwashing and chat with this week's guest. Let's go! (sighs) Just trudging up the hill in the snow. It's very cold and very dark. But there's a lovely warm glow coming from this house. Merry Christmas! Hi Hugh. Come in. Hello! It's episode 10 and I'm back with an old friend. Who the hell do you think you are? Well Hugh, it's me, friend of the show, Stephen Tillotson. First ever guest, Return of the Jedi. And what the hell do you think you're doing? Well, it's nearly Christmas, so I've been doing a lot of Christmas baking, and now it's time to do a bit of washing up. Yeah, you've given me, uh, what are these called? Leibkuchen. Leibkuchen. German um, gingery biscuit. You've made things. them, I'm going to sample one now. Oh yeah, very nice. Well done. I'll that, give it that. I'll give it, I'll, give it, I'll give it four bubbles. <laughs> um, and I've also got a hot Ribena here, which is like a child's mulled wine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mold wine light. So we've got a bit of housekeeping to do. Because yeah. there's a couple of things you wanted to clear up. The first one was about your book. Yeah, well, when you first talked to me back, what was that, April last, last year? Last spring, yeah. Yeah, I said that I was doing it in coloured biro, and that proved ridiculously hard to actually pull off. So I've changed it now, and it's sort of just digital, digital colour, like my old book. That's in case anyone picks it up. Yeah. Having listened to the podcast and they can't believe the lies you told. Yeah, you just you, you've got to. Uh, yeah, I, I need to be honest with everyone. Yeah, 
The second thing was um, about the actor who played Han Solo in the Solo spin-off film. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. And you wanted to say that, actually... He was quite good. He was yeah. quite good, wasn't he? I thought, yeah, I, I was sceptical, wasn't I? I, I? I did some, did a bit of light slagging on the basis of the, uh, the, the trailer, but... Yeah, he was. He was good. He was. He was fine. I thought the film was fine. Yeah. You know, it didn't blow me away, but I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was f- absolutely fine. He's in um, Hail Caesar. Have you seen that? No. That's really good. There's a really good bit where he's he's like this kind of cowboy guy who they're getting in to try and do this this posh film. It's set in fifties Hollywood, and there's a bit and him and Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes is the director, and he keeps saying to him, "What did it were so simple?" Would that it was so simple? If, if you've seen it, okay, you know what I was on about. Right. It's a really good bit. Okay, is that a recommendation? Definitely. Um, good film. Well, let's not forget why I'm here, really, and that's to watch you do some washing up. <laughs> let's get on with it. Yeah. So nothing's, ch- nothing's changed here. It's about your two sinks. Still a two sink setup. Yeah. Uh, is, is this caddy new? No, it's not is it? No. I remember the caddy actually thinking about it. Caddy system. I remember you cleaning the caddy. Itself. Now, the thing about Star Wars, Steve, is uh, I think it's very much a Christmassy thing. Yeah. A Christmas tradition, if you will. Um, I mean, for example, well, the films come out at Christmas these days, don't they? They do. Apart from Solo. Yeah, that was a bit of a weird one because it meant that last Christmas there was no Christmas one. Yeah. And I missed bit, it last, last year. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, I used to watch the original trilogy on Boxing Day. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Watch the whole trilogy in, it in one sitting? Um, I haven't, I don't think, actually, no. But back in the day, they used to be on the telly, didn't they? Um, around Christmas. It was the big kind of Christmas film. I remember my dad taped it off the telly, and he, um, he'd actually be watching it while he was taping it, and he'd stop it at the adverts, so the recording didn't have the adverts in it. That's dedication. So you can still have those tapes now. The adverts would be quite fun to watch, wouldn't yeah. they? Sometimes I'll just watch a YouTube compilation of 80s adverts. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> Did you get any Star Wars Christmas toys? Yeah, I mean, I asked my dad about this because obviously when I was like five was when the last film came out, four or five. So, mm. um, you know, I was still quite small. But yeah, he said... I got the Millennium Falcon for Christmas. You got the Falcon? Yeah. Wow. But my dad said that was like well after the time that right. it originally came out. And I thought, when I had a look, I looked it up and it said like they released like five different versions of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it would, would have been one of the old ones. It was like, yeah, we probably got it on half price. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Sounds about right. I just had a Bib Fortuna. <laughs> like one of the worst Star Wars action figures. Just a little Bib Fortuna with yeah. his tentacles. Yeah, that was good because like. If you really sort of twisted it, you could because these tentacles went either side of his body, didn't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. But if you really twisted his head, you could just about sort of pull the plastic <laughs> over his back. Yeah, and I think we had a striped Ewok as well, but that's as far as it went. Is that literally the only toys you had? Well, not the only toys ever, but the only Star Wars toys I think I had. Yeah, oh, I think my brother might have had one of the uh, Endor speeders. Yeah, I think because I seem to recall we had one of those knocking about. It wasn't mine though. I just want to point out you've done some mugs. Yeah, now mugs you're on, first. Now you're on with some bowls. That's right. I see your technique's not weakened over the years. You've not got lazy. Uh, so I take it very seriously, Hugh. Well, you should. Yeah. Because uh, health is at stake. 
The Rise of Skywalker. We'll, yep. be, we'll be out by the time this podcast airs. Yep. Uh, next Thursday it's going to be. I'm taking a day off work to go see it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, what did you think of that title and what do you think it might mean? Who knows? <laughs> well, that's the thing about this uh, new trilogy. Because the way they've, they've made it, you don't know what's going to happen. No. I suppose it's got that going for it. And we've got the, the Emperor's cackling in the, the background. The so. Emperor's new groove. Yeah. Seems like no one's dead. No. Well, as Yoda, didn't we pop up in the last one? Yeah. Did you, um, when you first saw that trailer, did you recognise that that was the Death Star in the water? Uh, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Well, I thought it was obvious, but um, loads of people I've seen on YouTube and things discussing it didn't actually recognise it at first. Well, it's, it's a bit of a callback to the, the crashed Star Destroyer in in the first one, isn't it? The, the first one with Ray in it. Yeah. And right at the beginning. Yeah, in The Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what any of them are called. Um, I first heard that title, The Rise of Skywalker, when I was waiting outside Star Tours in Disney World in um, Hollywood Studios, which is a fitting place to see it, but uh, Lucy had gone in because they do this um, passenger swap thing, so if you've got a child who doesn't want to go on it, you can one of your queues up and then they get a ticket at the end and then they can go on like straight away. Anyway, so I, I was waiting outside and just sat on this little curb. I'd been moved along already by uh, a cast member, this sort of petty official who, like, I was like a foot too far to the right. So I begrudgingly moved along and I looked at my phone and I thought, let's see what's going on on Twitter. And that's when I found out the new title of the Star Wars film. And uh, I didn't like it at first. I'm still not sure about it. Well, none, none of the other ones have someone's name in them, do they? They're no. all quite generic and yeah. ambiguous. So that's weird. It's breaking the mould. Because I thought it was going to be... I was adamant it was going to be called A New Order. But then loads of people like to uh, respond to that on Twitter and Facebook going, <laughs> Blue Monday. <laughs> Do you remember last time I said the coffee pot is too fragile to put to get put with all the other washing, so it needs to go straight away, dried and get put straight away. Sensible. It's happened again. I was kind of hoping they'd unite the two halves. They'd get rid of the Jedis and the Siths and they would create a new order Something that's more powerful than the uh, the individual elements. I don't know. I think it, I, I I will enjoy it anyway. I think um, I've been watching the Last Jedi over the last few days, and the first first twenty five minutes is brilliant, like so exciting and fun, and everything looks really cool. And then it starts to get a bit flabby over the next the next sort of half hour, where it's kind of darting between mm. everything, and they go to that. Um, a uh, stupid casino planet. Casino planet. No thanks. Yeah. I was just hoping Ray would get a new coloured lightsaber. And I was hoping for white. Mm. Thought that would be nice. And maybe the final shot could just be her igniting a white lightsaber. <laughs> That'd be magical. And you just go, ooh. But then she's got a double-ended red one in the, the yeah. most recent trailer. And it's got a hinge. Yeah. Even better than uh, Darth Maul's one. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't think anyone does. It's nice to see Lando again as well. Although, yeah. where the hell was he in the second one when they put out that that distress call? That's what I'd want to know. Where the hell have you been? Mm. I'd say. Gambling. Yeah. Uh, your homework this this time, Steve, yes. was to watch 
the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, thanks for that. How it did you get on? Fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> when um, it, like I watched it all and then I looked at the thing because I wanted to know a bit more about the cartoon, which was the best thing about it by a long way. And it uh, is. Yeah. When I looked it up online, it said everyone thinks it's shit apart from the cartoon, which is all right. I was like, yep. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know if this will surprise you, but I really like it. <laughs> I form Christmas traditions, well, just traditions in general, really quickly. <laughs> uh, so two years ago, Last Jedi had just come out, and because it was such, a, such an odd film, uh, I was thinking about Star Wars a lot, and I was craving more of it. So that Christmas, on Boxing Day, Lucy was uh, cooking a ham in the kitchen, and I popped on the Star Wars Holiday Special on YouTube. There's a copy of it on there. Nice copy in brackets. Yes, it says nice copy. Yeah. And it starts with some, someone saying something like, um, The Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Yeah. Remember that bit? Yeah, there you go. One of my favourite bits. It pops but, up at the end as well. But I do like it. It's uh, it's weird and wonky, but it's funny. And it's stupid. And there's, there's a coziness to it. There's a 1970s original trilogy coziness to it that I like. Yeah. Well, and so, if it was so half next, an hour, then fair yeah, enough. But it is quite long. It and also... Who is that bit for? With the the love story with B. Arthur in the in the bar. Yeah, and that guy who pours the drink into his head. Yeah, that's the fella. Yeah, it's like, what is that? <laughs> but also, is my thoughts. Firstly, those Wookies are awful. Like they look terrible, especially the granddad. Itchy, oh, itchy. Just looks shit. Yeah, it's, it's his jutting jaw and his yeah, weird yeah. twitchy movements. And the first, like, the first sort of 20 minutes is all them just going... Bruh, bruh. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I'm sure that Lumpy, Jewel's son, makes that plane noise for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Do you know what's so strange about the actress inside Marla, Chewie's wife? No. Uh, she's a man. So there's a man in there. Yeah. But he does have a kind of sexiness to him. <laughs> So, so next time you watch it, and I think you should watch it, I think you'll enjoy it knowing what's under there. Well, I'm never going to watch it again. So really? I'll, I'll think about it. I plan on watching it every Boxing Day. Oh, need to do some rejigging. Um, also, like the way that uh, sort of the bottom of her face sticks out really far, Marla's really annoys me. Oh yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like if that's what Wookies look like, then Chewbacca is like the fittest Wookie. <laughs> yeah. He's well sexy. You're washing some tin foil. Yeah. It's good to see. Julie's chuckling away in the background because I, I think she thought, is he going to have something to say about this? But we also wash tin foil. You get the thick stuff. If it's, you, if you it's good use enough, it. you can use it a couple of times. Recycle it, why yeah. not? Yeah, I'll, I'll defend the holiday special. And actually, we did a podcast of it, my uh, 37 Disney Street one. Really? And we, we, we'll go into a lot of, we go through the entire film. 37disneystreet.co.uk uh, so the cartoon, like the cartoon's good. It's, good. it's like a, it's like a Mobius comic. Well, that's it. That's that's what I looked up because I thought it was Mobius, but it just said George Lucas wanted it to look like Mobius. So. Oh, did, oh, so it's actually a, a conscious effort to do that. Yeah, I just thought it, just, it was just like the style of the times. But like how wonky all the all sort of drawings are and stuff, it really works. Yeah, it? it does. First appearance of Boba Fett. Yeah, but Boba Fett, if you like. Do you know that like until it was reinserted into the uh, special edition. In the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. they use, no spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. They use the design of the gun that he has right. in that bit. I've seen someone cosplaying as uh, the animated version of Boba Fett, so the yeah. same colours and the staff, yeah. which is quite cool. So that's the holiday special. 
Yeah. Crap. <laughs> Avoid. Do you like Christmas? Yes, I do, Hugh. I like it a lot. Do you? Are you a lover of Christmas? Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously I'm a grown man now and we don't have any <laughs> kids. So the kind of magic in that regard is is not really is not really ever present. But yeah. I like the fact that I get two weeks off work nice. and also the fact that there's lots of nice food and drink and stuff floating about. So I'm a, I'm a realist when it comes to Christmas. <laughs> it's a really yeah. nice time to have time off and chill out and gorge yourself. It's quite fun for us because, uh, you know, like I said, kids, well, we've got a five-year-old and uh, we, we do Elf on the Shelf and Santa Claus comes to visit. And mm. it's, just a, it's just a good time. I mean, she gets excited on the 1st of December because she knows there's advent calendars. And she has a couple as well. Um, but I love shopping as well. Do you like shopping? Um, Christmas no. shopping. So no. You no, I do it all online. Really? When me and Julie were in our first flush of romance, then we used to do quite a lot of presents and make a big deal out of that but that's kind of weird a little bit now mm. it's mostly mostly practical stuff and we don't really do, do many presents nowadays do you have lots to buy for other people no no yeah i've got no. quite a long list of, that i have to do well um again like as a family we were all just like you get me this and i'll get you this what do you want we'll mm. just get exactly what we want so it's not very exciting you're on your pans already, Steve. You, yeah, yeah well, it's, it's a light one today because, as I was telling you, I, I had to do the big stuff because it was it was ridiculous. So this is the this is the second session already today. Mm. It's a good job you enjoy it so much. It really shows in your work. You take <laughs> great care. Do you know what I do? What's this? A pineapple tin. Pineapple tin. Yeah, fancy <laughs> some pineapples earlier. On. I mean, at this point, you're just washing litter. It's called recycling. Yeah. Oh, okay. They can't recycle it properly if you don't if you don't give it a rinse. That's... Are you telling me you? You put dirty stuff in recycling. I don't actually. I, I wash it all as well. Yeah, just being, yeah, just being controversial. Just ribbing you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love shopping so much. Like I, I take a day off work to go and do it. One of the things I enjoy on my travels is a shit Santa in a shopping centre. Um, I thought you were going to say shit sandwich. <laughs> but um, there's something that winds me up about a shit Santa. First, I think what it is is because Bonnie's no fool. She, she knows the real Santa, because we met him at a breakfast, and, and he was Germanic, and he had glasses and a proper beard, and she, she knew that was the real Santa. So she's met him. So we've decided that all the other Santas are, are helpers. Mm. Um, but it's the arrogance of them to claim that they're Santa Claus. We'll be walking around there, and someone, someone else just call to Bonnie. Um, Have you met Santa? And then they'll point to this really ropey-looking Santa Claus. And I just think... The arrogance of you to suggest that's a real Santa Claus. Kids aren't stupid. No. They know that, like, if you're going to be in Kirk Gate Centre or whatever, you're going to be down on your luck. <laughs> it's like, what? what's Santa doing there? Well, yeah, we're walking through uh, Jews- we're walking through Jewsby bus station, and this woman, <laughs> this random woman, just said to Bonnie, so ignored me, have you seen Santa? And she pointed to this long, thin, grey Santa Claus. He was, he was far too tall and thin. And Bonnie just shook her head and we walked off. And I said, that, was, that wasn't the real Santa. She said, no, no it wasn't. Uh, and she was only four then. But I've got, I've got to show you this one. Right? I've got a picture of one here. And I'm going to tweet it for the listeners under the hashtag um, Sudcast Worst Santa. So you'll be able to find it. But um, we went to uh, this little Christmas fair at Morley Town Hall. Yes. And again, they were going, have you met Santa? Have you met Santa? This was Santa. That is the worst Santa I've ever seen. 
It's he's, one of those Poundland um, Santa outfits. Yeah, he's got a lank, thinnest. a lank, thin costume, just made of felt or something. It's got like a a red T-shirt underneath that's not even the same type of red. It's like a pinky red. Look at this, Julie. That Santa is weak. No. She says no. It's abysmal. So I'll look that up. I'm going to pop it on Twitter. Hashtag Sudcast Worst Santa. Um, but a bus driver passed us today and he, he was dressed as Santa. And actually, he was he was a really good one. He had this weird siren in it. So he, he was driving along and we, we, we just heard this like... Whoop, whoop. So he was, he was trying to get our attention. And uh, he pulled up alongside us even though we were just walking along. And he opened his doors and he offered Bonnie some cola bottles, Haribo cola bottles. <laughs> and she was a bit apprehensive about it, but I went and got them. But actually, when I looked at him, he was a brilliant Santa. But still, she knew he wasn't the real one. Because I don't know what he'd be doing on the 205 to put to <laughs> Pudsy. <laughs> that, you might have heard that gurgling. That means we're done. No, it, it, already? It went by pretty quickly. I mean, it did. I'm pretty efficient. Well, I've done half of it already. But Time flies when you're having fun, yeah. doesn't it? Well, we can just stand here <laughs> yeah. and uh, enjoy. Carry on talking. Enjoy Keep your drinking your Ribena. Fruits of your labour. It's going a bit cold now. Mm. I've got a question for you here, Steve. Yeah. Think back. What do you think are your best and worst Christmas presents you've ever received? Can you think of any? Yeah, well, I, as I say, I'm, I'm not a big kind of, I, I don't expect things at Christmas. I'm pretty easy going when it comes to that, so I don't want to slag anyone off who's bought me something mediocre. I've never had anything that's really, really bad. I have. Um, you know, someone got me some pornos once at a secret centre. <laughs> that was when we were students. But again, you know, they've, they've got their use. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Best best present. Um, like I remember, I was proper excited about Bigfoot. Do you remember Bigfoot? The, it's like a pickup truck with massive tires on it. Okay. You know, it's mm. the kind of thing where they drive over other cars and crush them. Yeah. And I got the toy version of that. But looking back, it's like how fun is that? Like it had a little switch on the front where you like if you did it, you know, turned it on, it would drive forward. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I was I was absolutely made up. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, last Christmas, I think I got the worst presents uh, <laughs> from my parents, and it's it's um, it's not because of what they were. It's just it just showed a lack of thought. Oh, I know this. They yeah. hadn't listened to anything I'd said this. because the minute they passed me the parcel, my heart sank <laughs> because it was soft. And I thought, oh no! And I opened it, and first of all, it was an awful shirt. It had like a, a like a Chinese dragon on the back or something, right? <laughs> but then, the minute I looked at it, it was like it was a medium, and I tell them every year I wear small, You're a small. and they don't listen, right? You're a small. And then I open another one, medium. I opened the third one, it was fucking large. No way, man. I'm not wearing any of that. So basically, they've given me a like if if I just gave you a bag of clothes now, that was just no good to you. There you go, it's a bag <laughs> of clothes. What are you gonna do with that? So you know they've wasted the money. They've showed a complete lack of thought. They haven't listened to me, and they've given me a problem that I had to get rid of. So I have to go and take them down to a clothes bank, which I suppose that's something. Someone gets them, but it's just such a shame. Do you need to take a minute there, Hugh? You've gone all red, and you are fuming. It still hurts. It still hurts. I literally, mention, literally, rather have nothing. Not to mention, Citizen Cans. Guide to Britain. Oh, God, I forgot about... Was that last year? Yeah, that was the one that I thought you were going to say. Do you know what? <laughs> Do you know what? I got rid of that so quickly, I'd completely forgotten about it in the new year. So this was... Yeah, I got a Citizen Can, one of those 
comedy books that you find in the gift section yeah. in a supermarket. I've never watched Citizen Can. Um, it's awful. It's just full of filler. You know, they're, they're, they're like double page photo spreads of like Citizen Can playing cricket and like a funny caption. What a waste of time that is. I don't. I th- I'm not sure if I. I might have. Do you know what? I think I popped that straight in the recycle bin angrily. Yeah. Well, it was still around because I came to see you about a week after Christmas dinner last year. Yeah, right. Okay. It was still knocking about then, and I, yeah. I think I kept it just to show you. It was garbage. <laughs> wow. I've forgotten about that. Thanks for that <laughs> awful memory. So that was that was on top of the uh, charity shop clothes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. They they really excelled themselves last year. Let's get on to some serious business now. Yeah. I'm ready. What are your top five? Christmas songs top five Christmas well I've given this a lot of thought Hugh I bet you have I've, I've categorised it and you know we kind of touched on this on Facebook the other day mm-hmm. when, when you when you posted Freiheit which mm. is a kind of a good Christmas adjacent song and I liked that description yeah but it's not a Christmas song no I've stuck to things that are Christmas in their theme pure Christmas yeah okay so I'm on board Nonia E17's Nonia, no. Power of Loves. Yeah, okay. You know, these things none of you only use. Mm-hmm. These ones that were at Christmas, but not of Christmas. Bob the Builder. Yeah. Mr. Blobby. Exactly, but no one's going to pick them as their favourite Christmas song. I bet someone out there, that's their favourite Christmas song. Yeah. Or just favourite song. So anyway, I'm yeah. going to shock you with this. Okay. They're all Michael Bublé's. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, just, I just turned around to look at Julie then because I'm like, what? Yeah, no, right. that was a joke. It's fine. Oh, God, well, that terrified me more than anything. So let me let me begin. Let me begin at the beginning. Yeah, begin the begin. Is this in, you, in no particular you, oh, order? No, no particular order, right? Yeah, these are these are equal in my eyes, and yeah. there's a lot of. I'm going to come to my honourable mentions as well. Okay. At the end. Yeah. But um, I'm going to start with where it all started. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Everybody, Slade. Merry Xmas. Merry Xmas. I, did, I didn't know how you pronounced it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. It's it's where it all started. Yes. You can't and go back further than it that. In always, terms of a, it always tops of a banger. It always tops lists, doesn't yeah. it? It's got nostalgia for me. You know when it's saying you know your grands up and rock and rolling with the rest or whatever. It is. <laughs> I think of my grand. Yeah, rock and know. rolling. Think of my grand's little Dewsbury house and Christmas is there. Mm. But, you know, Christmas is nostalgia for Christmas. That's yes. what I think. Yeah. Um, and that one's got it all. Well, I was kind of tired of that song. But last year, you helped breathe new life into yeah. it. You yeah. shared a video with me. Um, it's by Michael M. on YouTube. That's his name, Michael M. And the videos, uh, if you search for Merry Christmas, everybody, but all the lyrics are are you hanging up your stocking on the wall? <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. And it's exactly as it sounds. They just take the first line of the song and replaces all the other lyrics with, <laughs> with yeah. that line. And um, right across the board, right, I, I, everyone who visited at Christmas, a couple of groups of friends come over, and right across the board, all the guys loved it. Especially when it gets... The first chorus happens, and then when it starts up again on the second verse, there's a, se- a second wave, and it's, it's, fu- it's the funniest it's ever been at that point. Then, then, it, then it's really funny. And again, right across the board, all the women hated it, <laughs> and they were saying, "Why is this funny?" And they were angry. All the guys were like falling about. Why is this funny? 
Why is it funny? It's just because it's stupid, isn't it's it? Stupid, it appeals yeah. to uh, probably men's stupid sense of humour, doesn't it? But uh, the women all hated it. Do you like it, Julie? I've never heard it. Oh, well, you're in for a treat. I'm sure. I'm sure you've done this, um, but looked at Michael M's other videos. Well, about three days ago, we were talking about this song. Maybe well, whenever. It's a few days ago we were talking about this song, and um, I noticed that twelve hours ago he'd uploaded another video, and it was. Um, simply having a wonderful Christmas time oh, but all the lyrics are <laughs> the moon is right the moon is right and then the chorus is the chorus is the worst it goes the moon <laughs> is right the moon is right <laughs> which sounds pretty funny but, it is yeah, funny I, but the rest of his videos just don't come close no he's don't he, come close he, to that it, he, that's, well, that's the killer idea he does a passable impression as well of uh, yeah. Noddy Holder doesn't it's he it's pretty good mm-hmm Okay, so number two, yeah. again, in no particular order. I'm going to go for In Dolce Jubilo by uh-huh. Mike Oldfield. Yeah, that's Lucy's favourite. You, you can't beat it. Just, <laughs> it starts off with this... And you're like, yes, it gets you bouncing. Yeah. And then you get a little penny whistle or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you think, this is a nice tune. It's kind of it's bouncing mm-hmm. along. I'm digging it. And then you get the fucking guitar coming and it's like, <laughs> and he's ripping it up and you're like, yes. Do you know what that means? No. Indulce Jubilo. I think it just, it's Latin for sweet jubilation. Yeah. Sweet jubilation. Sounds about right. But is it Christmassy? It's based on a Christmas carol. There so you go. Absolutely. Yes. Pass. Uh, what's number three? So number three, I'm going to go with Waitresses. Christmas rapping. That's my that's my actual third favorite Christmas song of all time. Yeah, good. I love it. And uh, as I said on the podcast last year, at the end when they get together and they start laughing in the queue, and she says, "Then suddenly we laughed and laughed, caught on to what's happening." I always cry. <laughs> <laughs> I always cry. I don't always cry, but I just think the fact that it's kind of it's it's a good story. It's got a good beat. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got that, and then that that horn bit that goes. And it's like really kind of off the beat, and it's like really interesting because it's kind of the same. I can see why people would find it annoying. The editor at work, Mark, he hates it, and we were talking about it one year, and he said, Oof, that stupid woman. He hates it, but that made me like it even more because I like someone getting wound up over something like that. Well, that's it. It's a bit edgy, isn't it? It's kind of that post punk kind of. Yeah. I actually uh, actually bought a waitress's best of album a couple of years ago yeah. based on that. They did another but, decent song, didn't they? What, what's the other was song? It, I know, single? I know, what boys one. Oh yeah, that's quite good. So I'm glad, I'm glad that's in there. Yeah. So number four, I'm gonna go. I'm excited as to what you're gonna say. Ring out solstice bells, Jethro Tull, which while okay. not strictly speaking being Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's solstice, winter solstice, right. which is the same thing. I can't think of which one that is. Ring out those bells. It's, it's quite obscure. Right, yeah, it must it's, be. It's, it's, it's got it all. I've heard it, I just it's can't call it It's got a weird, weird time signature. Mm-hmm. It kind of builds. It's got a bit of flute in there. It's got tubular bells or some kind of bell going on. It's a good <laughs> some one. Some kind of bell, yeah. But yeah, again, it's a bit obscure. Yeah. I'm trying to think what my last one is now. No. Oh yeah, the darkness. The darkness really? is my number five. Really? Don't yeah. don't let the bells end. Yeah. We were listening to that in the car a couple of days ago, and Lucy said, uh, "Isn't that a bit suggestive?" 
She thought it was intentionally suggestive because it sounds like bell end. But, yeah, but is it? I don't think it is. is I it? think it's kind of a half pun. I think it's intended. Mm. Yeah, I do like the bit when he says, "Come on, kids!" Yeah, it's a real tribute to the yeah. kind of wizard and the slade. And They've stuff. done a really good job of yeah. recreating the, that kind of, you know, that seventies classic Christmas song. Uh, it's a good effort, and it gets yeah. a lot of airplay. So it's, it's kind of worked for him, hasn't it? Yeah. I think it's actually quite good. It is really good. I'm and not a massive Darkness yeah. fan, but I think no. it's quite decent. It's got the kind of harmonised guitars and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. kind of cool, cool bits to it. I mean, that one's my least confident one uh-huh. in terms of... That could that could change. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I heard it and there was a good lyric where it's like, um, the weather is cruel in the season of Yule or something. Thought, <laughs> <laughs> Poetry, quite, yeah, literally. Quite clever. Um but yeah, honourable mentions um, to Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Rubber bum bum. You know how we've talked before about our, our like a counter melody, where they're both singing different songs at the same time. Yeah. The reason like, I didn't go for that as as me as me nailed on one is the the kind of the chorus bit or the bridge bit is a bit shit. Peace on earth. Yeah, that's a good bit. I like that bit. Um, but. There's no chemistry between them, is there? No. Because Bing Crosby, apparently, afterwards, he said, uh, he just said, like, what's what a strange looking boy or something, didn't yeah. he? And, like, Bowie's looking at him, Have like, in him? reverence, but the Bowie's just ignoring him. He doesn't care. Yeah. What, when he comes and knocks on his door? Are you the butler? Yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah, Paul McCartney, that's sort of, you know, nice synth, synth noise. Yeah I, yeah, I love how horrible and stark it is. I, like, I do like that. It's, it's, bom, bom. It, it makes me chuckle. As soon as that comes on, I, I start giggling because it sounds silly. It's a bit u- ubiquitous, though. I think it's a bit. It's a bit kind of mm-hmm. over. Shaking Stevens. That's that's a yeah. good nostalgia one for me. I like to shout out key change during that. Yeah, and <laughs> I think like I've gone on a roller coaster with Fairy Tale of New York. Never liked that. I, I like it. I don't want to think about his teeth at Christmas. <laughs> and it's, as, it's as superficial as that. Yeah. I I know what you mean. But I do like the boys in the NYPD choir are singing Galway Bay. Mm-hmm. It gets you. I think it's... I think it's it's rousing. I will admit it's rousing, but uh, I just, like I say, I don't want to think about him at this time of year. Mm. <laughs> I kind of... I, I like the... Because obviously you wear the... You wear Wham and all that like quite a lot. Dude. Mm-hmm. They're just all over the place. So I like the kind of obscure jaunty ones like Feliz Navidad. I love Feliz Navidad. Yeah, I love it. Again, that's that's one that just makes me chuckle as soon as I hear it. It's a good one. So come on, what's well my what's yours? my top three? Because I did top threes last year, and uh, I'm pleased to say when I listen back that they remain unchanged. It's I want an alien for Christmas by Fountains of Wayne. It's just got a kind of a classic indie vibe. Um, it's, it's, it does have a, a semi-timeless quality as I said last year but Christmas Wrapping was number uh, number three I think but Carol of the Bells by the Ray Conniff Singers it's dark and plodding and I love it Just it's a good one give it another listen I think it's the best version of it yeah um, but then I like to listen to Skating by is it the Vince Guaraldi Trio the Charlie Brown from, stuff from Charlie Brown yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas that's really good and also there's uh, Christmas Time Is Here that's yeah, the, that other one that's a nice one but uh, I'd like to listen to skating. It's a nice piano, jazz piano. Like when it's when it's snowing outside, it's nice to listen to that. Um, but the other one was um, the aforementioned "So Lang Man Träumen Noch Leben Kann." Let me put it. it that's the original, the original German version. 
and I'll put it into the song so you know what it is. So lang man träumen noch leben kann. And that's the aforementioned Freiheit. Munchener Freiheit singing Keeping the Dream Alive. That could have been more... So, so that's popular at Christmas and that's why it's getting an airplay it's now. Got that kind of, it's, it's got that kind of cosy... What is it about that song that's kind of... It's very cosy. Yeah, it's, it's well, got a kind of ELO sort of vibe to it well, as well. It, it? it came on the radio the other day and my ears pricked up and I thought, I never really listened to this and I thought, why do I like it so much? And when I read into it, a lot of people falsely attribute it to Paul McCartney mm. and it does sound very McCartney-esque, the, the harmonies um, and in the lyrics as well. But then it also says people think it's ELO because of the orchestration. And those are the two things I was raised on. So the minute I heard it, it was like music to my ears. Yeah. Literally. Um, I dig it. But it is nice. Uh, it, it would be more Christmas. All they have to do is change the first line, which is, tonight the rain is falling. Change it to snow. <laughs> then you're away. This year, I've really gone off um, Stay by you 17. Oh, yeah. I, I don't I like that's another one I just don't, I don't want to think I don't want to picture them they don't feel Christmassy in the, in the big fairy coats thugs in their yeah, yeah. in their parkas with snow <laughs> those jacket potato eating <laughs> thugs yeah. um, keeping the dream alive uh, there's, there's an extended version on YouTube and it's basically just the three minute whatever song and then it just kicks straight in not that, not that well to be fair it's into like uh, an orchestral bit after an instrumental bit afterwards um, and it's like six minutes long but it's it's very it's very emotional. Yeah, I love it, and that's got some harmonic guitars in as well. Just suddenly out of nowhere, they just pop nice. up, and then it gets back to the strings. And it sounds a bit like um, what's that elbow song that's not called "Throw Your Curtains Wide." Da, 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 da. It's, it, it has one, a one day song like thing. this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have to talk about the Stars in Their Eyes 1992 Christmas special. This Best is uh, the second video that you shared with me last year. Yeah. So I just posted it again today. You did. On, I noticed tradition. on the bus on the way up here, I, uh, I saw you posted it. Now, describe what it is. So, yeah, it's the... It's Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas, mm-hmm. but sang by previous contestants on Stars in Their Eyes. So we start with uh, Shirley Bassey singing. And she's, it's Christmas time! And she's, she's looking around like yeah. Shirley Bassey does. Yeah, they um, do the things. And she's very good, actually. Yeah. And then Nat King Cole... Yeah, he's a bit ropey. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure who that was at first. Hard Christmas time. Um, but you, you run the gamut of some that are actually quite good. Yeah. To, um, some that are hilarious. But the, Brian Ferry. Yeah, Brian Ferry is really good. Kills me. Yeah. It kills me. But also, the the orchestration is quite clever. So when... Um, yes, uh, you're going to talk about the uh, Tom Jones bit, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. but also um, Mick Jagger, it kind of gets, gets a bit brown sugary when he does his... And his <laughs> but yeah. What line does he sing? Well, there won't be snow in Africa. So he puts his lips together at the end. Christmas time! <laughs> <laughs> That's kissing motion he does. And yeah, the Tom Jones sings the... Here's to you, raising and it, it, and it brings like in Delilah. a bit of Delilah. Do, yeah. do, 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 do. Very clever. Very clever. Yeah. So that's on YouTube. Just look up the 1992 Stars in the Rise Christmas special. It's a, it's an absolute treat. That was the other one I played. Every so last, so you gifted me with those two <laughs> videos last Christmas, and everyone that came around got treated to to both of those. Yeah. And they went down a treat. They really did. Yeah. You could also just look at my Facebook page because it's on there like eight times. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end. Now, I normally ask my guests if they like a bath or a shower. Well, 
I know your opinion on this. Well, I was thinking maybe I could ask Julie what she thinks. Julie, what do you prefer? A bath or a shower? Mmm, I like to sit down in the shower. <laughs> that's, that's cheating. Well, that's what I do. Because mm. my legs get tired. You're a shower person, aren't you? Shower. No, but I do enjoy it when it's particularly in winter, when it's very cold, and you're cold through to your bones, and you're standing up in the shower, and even if you've had the radiator on, your legs are still cold in the shower. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the only way to warm yourself through over winter is to get in the bath. And a bath will charge you up for a couple of hours if it's hot enough. Oh, it it God, literally yeah. does. It, it charges you up. Yeah, yeah. You, I you, stay, I can you stay keep hold of that hours. heat. Yeah. God, yeah. That's what I don't like about baths. That's what I don't like about showers, though, is uh, <laughs> the minute I open the, the, the door to get out, I'm freezing. Anyway. I will say this, though. One of the worst moments <laughs> of my week, or whatever day it is, is um, when you get out the shower or a bath and you're freezing cold. Mm -hmm. I can't bear, can't bear it, that, that immediate freezing. And I just can't wait until I've toweled myself and uh, I'm warm again. So what's your definitive answer? Mm, I don't know, I like them both for different, I like them both equally for different reasons. Never had this before. <laughs> okay, well since it's Christmas I'll let you off, you can have both. Thank you. So you're half right, <laughs> but more importantly you're half wrong. <laughs> Well, it's Christmas, as you know, and it's customary at Christmas to give gifts. So like a Santa Claus with his sack, I've come into your house <laughs> with some things. Now, Steve. Yes? Because you like Star Wars. I do. And I know you like shower gel. It does say bath as well, but you can use it as shower gel. I've got you this. It's a Stormtrooper bottle. It's got a massive Stormtrooper helmet head. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it'll be full of cheap bath and shower bubbles. Lovely. But original, isn't that nice? Original Trilogy Stormtrooper helmet as well. Well, if you like the original Trilogy Stormtrooper, Steve, you're going to love this next gift. <laughs> and it even says on the side, I won't show you what it is yet, but on the side it says, true to the original since 1976, and it's a signature. And I didn't know what that was. I had to go hunting for the answer, because right at the bottom on the back it says... True to the original Stormtrooper costume made by Andrew Ainsworth at Shepperton Design Studios, London, 1976. And it's a, um, it's another bubble set. It's a bubble, it's a body wash, but next to it, you see there, Julie? Oh. That is a rubber duck, a white rubber duck with a Stormtrooper head. Have you ever seen such a thing? I think it's beautiful, but I think they've gone to more detail than is necessary for that product. What, Where? On the head? Yeah, it doesn't need to be true to the original to that degree, does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing that people were like <laughs> bothered about it not being... Well, actually, no, I'm saying that. When I see uh, a prequel Stormtrooper, I get, a bit, I get a bit angry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that. Beautiful. And uh, I've got one last thing for you. It's bubble-related. Look how nice this is. It's called... It's a beer... Oh. And it's called uh, the original Stormtrooper Galactic Pale Ale, and it's got an incredibly nice design on the on the can. So I, th I thought we could have those now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have I'm going to have some. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Hugh's just ruined our. Sorry. Shall I get a cloth? Shall I get a cloth? So you didn't learn from my mistakes, and you just went and opened it. Nice. Now, Julie, you probably sat there thinking, "Well, it's all right. He gets a load of gifts. I've got nothing." 
Well, you just wait right there, because <laughs> I've got you something. You're going to love this. You're going to absolutely love it, right? I keep seeing this in bargain shops, <laughs> and uh, I thought, I'm going to get some of this eventually. It's a bottle of four-in-one action concentrated disinfectant, Fabulosa. Because I know you like a, a disinfectant. And uh, the scent is Santa's Grotto. Ooh. Oh. I can tell by the way your face is lit up that you just you can't well, believe your look. I don't do any cleaning. <laughs> it's Stephen that does all cleaning. But Julia's got a thing about things getting infected. Oh, yeah, I always think things are going to get infected, don't I? Yep. Are you having trouble with the lid? Yeah, I can't open it. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a tough one. But um, That means you've already had a smell of it. I have had a smell of it in Pound Stretcher. <laughs> Are you getting Santa's Grotto? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what I'm getting. It smells like a melted ice pop. It smells like a summer... Steve. It's almost bubblegum Yes, it is bubblegum and Steve's dying for a go. And then yeah. it turns into something else. Fabulosa. Uh, Fabulosa. Yeah, now, I could see a child would want to drink that, so yeah. be careful. Um, it's got a, bit of, got a bit of a linksy vibe to it as well. If you smell it a lot, will it make you... It's like uh, Red Bull and Lynx... What will get you high? What will it do to your brain if you sniff disinfectant? It'll, dis- it'll, dis- just it'll di- disinfect it. Yeah. Clean your mind. <laughs> right, well, I can't just get you a bottle of disinfectant. Do you, do you like a candle? Uh, I can do. <laughs> well, you're going to have to. And uh, at the risk of sounding like a, a Two Ronnies sketch, I've got you four of them. Four candles. Because I was going to get you one... And this this is going to be quite a burden, the amount of candles I'm about to give you. But uh, there, were, there were four Christmas flavours, and I thought, I'm going to get you all of them, right? The first one is, uh, this. it's a Wickford and Sons candle. And the, the, it's nice to have a candle in the bath. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's gingerbread flavour. I see, I like gingerbread. And the good I thing about these is, gingerbread. if you don't want it, you can re-gift it. I'm just, I'm just going to get them all out, Julie. <laughs> Wickford right? and Co. Wickford and Co. Is that Did I say Wickford and Sons before? Um, this is a vanilla sugar cookies one. Burns up to 95 hours. Yeah, so what's four, <laughs> what's four times 95? <laughs> 380 hours of candle. This is a frosted, oh, frosted sugar plum. And the final one, it's probably the best one, the most Christmassy one, is warm apple and cinnamon. The vanilla sugar one smells like uh, chocolate mice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Think how great your home's going to smell now. Frosted sugar plum. Should put one on. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Remember, I've just remembered scented candles make me nose run, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I've absolutely smashed it this year. <laughs> Whenever we have scented candles. Why did candles- you ask Julie what a, what a worst present ever is? <laughs> You can find Steve on Twitter at Banal Pig, where you can find information on his existing Avery Hill book, Untitled Apes Epic Adventure, and his upcoming book, Guffy. Well, I've seen the rise of Skywalker now, and I must say, I absolutely loved it. No spoilers here, but I'm already seeing some criticism, like about the pacing and exposition early on in the film. And while I agree with that, I just really enjoyed the ride and felt extremely satisfied with the conclusion. Which is a word I'm seeing a lot in amongst the angry Aussie YouTube takedowns. Satisfied. Right, 
On with the show. Agree. No nativity scene is complete without a little baby Jesus, and I've managed to find a Virgin Mary rubber duck holding a little baby Jesus. I got it from Shrewsbury-based company Shop4Ducks.co.uk. That's the number four. They say our aim is to be the place to buy all your rubber duck and duck-themed products. We also sell on Amazon and on eBay, and they do, in fact. Have a lot of rubber ducks, and the duck itself is made by a company called Lilalu. 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 By the way, while researching rubber ducks, I came across the following headline: Dirty duck forced to have penis removed after mating ten times a day. But to be honest, I don't think you need to know much more than that, so I didn't even click the link. Anyway, let's place Mary and little baby Jesus in the water. Ah,、oh, stay safe, baby Jesus. I love you. Five bubbles. Bath bomb. Oh, oh, oh. This week I have two bath bombs. The Christmas dinner themed bath fizzers I got from Boots on a twenty-five percent off Christmas offer of three pounds each. Thereby, read my lips, and one's a mint-fragranced Brussels sprout called Every Day I'm Brusselin, and one's a cranberry turkey leg called All About That Beast. The sprout one says, "Love them or hate them, Brussels sprouts are an essential part of Christmas." The turkey one says, "Love it or hate it, turkey is an essential part of Christmas." Huh. Okay, so they phoned in the descriptions a bit, and they're not that impressive in the water, but they're dead silly, and they make fun gifts. Whee! Bath bomb! Oh, the here's a Christmas story by Bonnie. Brown ruined Christmas. One day, our aunt ruined Christmas. He pushed the Christmas tree. The end. The podcast nativity. There were lots of animals in the stable. There was also a man in the corner. Having a poo. <laughs> a mostly Catalan and Valencian tradition, the Cagana is a small crouching man found in nativity scenes. He is depicted with his pants down, taking a poo. If you don't believe me, look it up. It's said that the figure brings good luck as he fertilizes the ground. 
Although if I saw someone taking a dump on my ground, I wouldn't be best pleased. Spanish tourist shops with entire window displays dedicated to the Caganer can be found, often with celebrities representing the cheeky little man. There's bloody loads in Barcelona, and although I've been twice, I'm disappointed to report I've never actually brought one back. So, to represent him in our Sudcast nativity, I've bought a poo emoji bath visor by Bath Bombs. That's B-A-F-F and bombs with a Z at the end. It's an official emoji product and is in a little plastic poo case, just like the poo emoji himself. Right, so I think I'll pop it in the water. Oh, before I do, I think I'll need backup. Bonnie? Yeah? Come here. Would you like to tell the listeners what this is? <laughs> a poo. And what's inside the poo? Bath bomb. It's an orange bath bomb. You'd think it would be brown, wouldn't you? Mmm. How does it smell? Good. I'm not sure what that smell is. Just a generic soapy bath bomby smell, isn't it? Yeah. Right, should we pop it in the water? Yeah. You do it. That's fizzy. It is a bit fizzy. There's a lot of orange coming off there, isn't there? Yeah, look, it's like... It's like when the sun shines its beams off it. Really is. Well, Bonnie, thanks for your help. You can go back to bed now. <laughs> Say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah? I want a All right. Night-night. Yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag, this one. It's made my bath a really deep orange colour, which is quite impressive. But the bits themselves aren't very fizzy, and there's quite a lot just sat on the bottom that I'm going to have to swoosh around. So, all in all, it's good fun. I've got a little plastic poo keepsake, although the actual bath bomb itself, quite appropriately, is a bit shit. But, for the novelty element alone, I'm going to give this... Three bubbles! And the next day, Bonnie and I discovered something about the poo, didn't we, Bonnie? Yeah, the, the poo that can float. It floats, it makes quite a fun bath toy, doesn't it? Yeah. Should we try and make sure that that's the only poo floating in the water, though? Yeah. Question of the week. The Apprentice might be over for another year, but something that fired candidate Ryan Mark said stayed with me. Making his exit, the luxury expert said, When I get home, I'm going to have a bath, I'm going to have some champagne. So, for this episode's question of the week, I asked Ryan Mark on Twitter, at Ryan Mark Parsons, as a strong proponent of a bath, I must ask, how was your bath? To which he simply replied, Delightful. Bonnie's love yous. Hello, Bonnie. Hello. What time of the year is it? Christmas. And today, for your bath, we've got this. It's from Lush. And can you remember what it is? It's a Santa stuck in the bath bomb. That's right. And it's called a secret Santa. Oh, it's actually called a not-so-secret Santa. Oh, 
knocks So his hat and his hands and his feet are sticking out, aren't they? Yeah. But we can't see the rest of him, can we? No. So how can we see the rest of him? By putting him in the bath. So, oh. It's getting all white in there. Yep, it's going all white and frothy. It's spinning. Spinning round and round and round. Round and round he tumbles. What's it smell like? Fruity. Yeah, it's kind of citrusy. <laughs> well, something exciting's happened, hasn't it? Yeah, it's actually pink. There's some pink inside. And because he's still spinning round... The pink is going all over the white. Yeah. Ooh, that looks nice. Oh, we're starting to see him. Yeah, we can see his eyes now. It's finished. Let's lift Santa out then. We've got a little paper Santa and he's all skinny and wet. We'll stick him to the side of the bath, look. Yeah. There he is. And we'll have a nice, jolly, jolly Christmas. So I thought that was quite fun, didn't you? Oh, yeah. And there was a surprise in the middle when it turned pink. Yeah. And it smells nice and citrusy. How many bubbles do you think it should get? Four. That seems fair. Four bubbles. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next year for more of this nonsense. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hugh underscore Rain. Happy Holidays! Be sure to join me next time for more good, clean fun. Pip pip! You've been enduring Hugh Rain's Sodcast. Everything you heard by Hugh Rain. Would that it were so simple. 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 Watch my mouth. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple. Keep your head still. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple. Feliz Navidad. Is that Christmas? Feliz Navidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I know that one.